It's not the truth that sets you free. It is the one that you know. And that's the reason we come to church to hear because you get persuaded in this truth as you keep hearing it and hearing it. And we heard it this morning that the only way to please God is by what? By what? We agree with what he said. We receive what he takes, what he said, by faith. You agree with what he said. The moment you agree with what he said, boom, something begins to happen in you, begins to happen in your life. I don't forget when the doctors gave up on us and said we can't have children. Uh, you know, medically trained here, a team of doctors, they said, I and my husband put together, there's no way that we should go and adopt children. But when this man of God prayed for us, because God will always meet us at our level of faith. At the time, we didn't know anything. Well, we weren't born again. But we came to that church, and they told us something about Jesus, and told us that Jesus Christ, you know, paid for us and saved us. He washed away all our sins, and if we believe in that, that we shall be saved. We believed, and we received our salvation. And what made us knew that something happened in us was that there was this kind of joy that swelled up within us that wasn't there before. It's like something happened within us. And we heard it today in Romans 8, 9b, that if you don't have the spirit of Christ in you, you don't belong to him. It was the spirit of Christ that came and owned us. And the moment this man prayed for us, even though this doctor said it's impossible we should go and adopt children, if God says it, and I believe it, that settled it for us. Within that very moment, I became pregnant. Because God already finished everything for us in Christ Jesus. All it takes is agree with him. Believe what the word of God said. Amen? But somehow, somewhere along the line, God wanted us to now develop our faith. He met us at our level because he said, he said come the way you are. So we came not knowing anything. So we rode on the faith of that man of God. Many men of God can pray for you and you receive your miracle. And you will receive from the Father. But you need to develop your faith to be able to keep your miracle and also to continue to be able to enjoy all your kingdom rights and privileges. And this is what we are being taught. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you your inheritance among those who are sanctified? Who are those sanctified? Those who are born again. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. It is the word of God that will help you to be fully persuaded so that when you have received your miracle and the enemy shows up and tries to make you think that you have not received that, or maybe he's coming back on you again, you say, no, 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 no. I know in whom I have believed. I know what I have received. You can't take it from me. Amen? So it is so very important that we know 
that God already finished for us in Christ Jesus. So if you're not developing your faith, feeding on the word of God, meditating on the word of God, you might not be able to be fully persuaded to believe what the word of God said. And God is only pleased with those who believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So you must occupy till he comes. What does it mean to occupy till he comes? That's what the Bible said. It means take charge by the word of God. Stand on the word of God. Rooted in the word of God. Whatever the enemy throws at you, take, stand on the word of God, submit to what the word of God said, and push him back and say, no, it is not so. Thus say the Lord, it is written. Because if you don't, he's going to lie to you. Like after I had my son, it, it took me seven years to have you know, my last boy. Why? Because the devil told me, see now, God has done family planning for you. I was desiring to have another baby, but he told me the, the, uh, God has done family planning. And I bought into it and I relaxed until one day somebody came and preached in our church with a Genesis chapter 1, 28, 29. He said that, he said, go and multiply and replenish the earth and have dominion over it. He said, you are the one, and then he, he cited, he said, those of you who are trusting God for the fruit of womb, say, you are the one that to know when to do your family planning. Don't let the devil do it for you. Something clicked in me. I said, oh, wow. And that very day, I said, devil, you don't do family planning for me. I decide when I don't want again. I said, now, stomach, you are fruitful. My babies are here. I'm going to be pregnant again, and I'm going to have my baby. The same month, I became pregnant. So what I'm trying to say is that God already finished for us in Christ Jesus. Everything you need for life and godliness is already in Christ Jesus. It's already in Christ Jesus. All you need to do is Fellowship with the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Be persuaded in what the word said. Don't make God a liar. We have so much of it today. Whatever the word says, what it means by to submit to the word, submit to God means agree with what the word said. It can be about your health. It can be about your business. It can be about your children. The devil will always paint negative pictures, make you see every negative thing in your children. Refocus him back to what the word said. My children shall be taught of the Lord and grace shall be their peace. Don't agree with that lie from the pit of hell because that's not what the word said about your children. That's not what the word said about your life, about your head. He said, with long life, I will satisfy you. So when he begins to give you symptoms of sickness, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Because if you check on the table that the father set for you, sickness is not part of it. I don't see any loving parent that would want to punish the child and give that child you know, sickness or anything bad. 
God doesn't punish anybody with sickness. I remember somebody that was so sick and they were going to visit him and said, maybe God is teaching me something through this. God doesn't teach you anything with sickness. That is a lie from the pit of hell. We have a good father, but the devil is a bad one. So don't take anything that God has not given unto you. We know it, the Bible said that many are the afflictions of the righteous, according to you know, Psalm 34, verse 19. But what did the Bible say? But the Lord does what? Delivers him out of how many of them? Out of how many of them? Them all. The afflictions will come. That's why it's so important that you make sure that you're building your life on Christ, the solid rock. When your life is strongly built on him, no matter what the enemy throws at you, the Bible said it came to pass. It's a matter of time. You stand your ground. Like Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. Amen? The Bible said in, a, in a, uh, 1 Corinthians 1.24 that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. He's all you need. That's why we are singing, my faith, my hope is built on nothing less. Nothing less. Nothing less. It's only on Christ, the solid rock. He's our sure foundation. 1 John 3 8 says, he, the purpose for which the Son of God was made manifest was to do what? Was to destroy the works of the devil. Anything that is not giving you joy. Anything that is afflicting you, that is hurting you, is not from the Father. It was part of what Jesus came to destroy. So you must not tolerate it. You must not allow it. You must disallow it. You must stand your ground. And that is why we are encouraging every child of God to make sure you're fully persuaded in what the Word of God said. It's not just enough for you to know what the Word said, but to be so fully persuaded at it that Nobody can make you bend. Nobody can make you bend. He gave himself, Galatians 1.4, he gave himself as a sacrifice to atone for our sins, to save and sanctify us so that he might rescue us from this present evil age in accordance with the will and purpose and plan of our God and Father. That was why he came. He gave himself as a sacrifice to atone for our sins. Because the Bible said that the soul that sinned, it shall surely die. So Jesus took our place of sin. And sin attracts all manner of things. We were utterly helpless. But he came and took our place of sin. That's why we thank God for that. Second uh, Corinthians 5.21 that tells us about the divine exchange. He took our place of sin and gave us his place of Righteousness, but you have to believe it. And it is in that righteousness that you shall be established and you shall be far from oppression. No matter how bad things are, believe and confess over your life every day. I make it a point of duty every day to confess over myself, Dorothy, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God loves you. You are the apple of his eyes, the darling of his eyes. I say that to myself every day, no matter what is going on. I delight in that love that the Father has loved me because it is by that love 
you overcome. He delivered us from the powers of darkness. Colossians 1, 13, 14. And conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. It is in that kingdom that you have everything that you need for life and godliness. And that's where you are today if you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. You are born again. And that is why in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, he says, For everyone born of God is what? You are what? Say it with your mouth. Victorious. And overcomes the world. Everyone born of God. What you will ask yourself. Am I really born of God? If you are born again, you are born of God. If you are born of God, you overcome the world. What it means is that whatever it is that comes your way, you have overcome it already. He didn't say you are going to overcome. He said you have overcome. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. That your faith must have to be a continuing persistent one. And that the only way it can be continuing and persistent is that you keep studying and meditating on the word of God. That is the only thing that keeps your faith. But if you see anyone that is not feeding on the world, but feeding on the world, that person will be a weak Christian. And what you would do, you do what me and my husband used to do at that time. Every little thing, we are looking for a man of God. If they tell us a man of God is coming in town, we are running until we ran around and we got tired. And how my husband got this revelation was one day he just had a preacher saying this thing that I'm telling you today. He went in the shop, got a CD, and then got other books about that man. After studying it, he said, whoa, I don't need any man of God. Tell me here, any of you, if there's any of your children, they will always go to uh, one other of your children. Please go and tell mommy we need this. Go and tell daddy we need this. It means that that your child doesn't have relationship with you. Every of your children should be able to be bold enough to come to you directly and make their requests from you because of good relationship. God wants good relationship with his children and the only way it happens is that you get familiar with the love with which the father loves you. And then you, you bask in that love. And the only one way it happens is you fellowship with the word of God. So because of what Jesus did, we now overcome whatever by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb is that the blood has already been shed. So I'm free. The blood has already been shed. So you pain, you don't have a right over my body. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, it said, so now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. If you have joined in life union with Jesus Christ, no more condemnation, no accusing voice, because condemnation kills and destroys. Do you know how many people today, maybe they do something, they are rumbling on the bed because of the guilt, because of the condemnation, and before you know it, pain develops here. Before you know it, one sickness starts crawling over there because you're sending signal to your body. 
We didn't perform well. We need to punish ourselves. This body needs to be punished. That's a signal. And that's why God does not want us to live in sin consciousness. From if, you, if you look at Hebrews chapter 10. He doesn't want us because he knows that Jesus paid more than enough for all our sins, past, present, and future. Even the future sins you're yet to commit. You think Jesus is going to come again and die because of the one you will commit uh, in, in 10 years to come? Nope. You must be kidding. He already paid it fully. The only thing it means that you need to be familiar with what the word said and be persuaded. And you just simply thank God that you receive the forgiveness and message that Jesus already provided for you. And you thank God for that. And then, you know, you, if you did something against somebody, you just tell somebody, I'm, I'm so sorry. You'll be repentant. That's all. But not for you to go and wallow in sin, uh, in, in condemnation. And that's why he said in verse 2 of that, he said, For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. Sin brings sickness, brings all manner of things, and brings death. Both physical death and spiritual death. But for those of us who are born again, there is no more spiritual death for us. Even though this, the physical sin we do, it can affect our body. But if you know how to take your authority, if you know how to, what Jesus already did for you, and you quickly take your, you, you know, you receive the forgiveness and mercies that he, he gave to you, then you'll be able to know how to nip that thing on the board. So it's so very, very important that we get familiar with what the word of God said and take our freedom and take our authority where we need to take our authority. And when you're taking your authority, you're taking it because you know that you know that you know. The devil knows when you don't know. When you're saying, Satan, I bind you. Leave me alone. No. <laughs> He's not going to leave you alone. There's a way you talk and somebody will know that this is coming from somebody who knows. It is important that we get familiar, we get rooted in the word of God. Understand that, you know, he said in that, in verse three, he said, for, he, for God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness. Clothed with humanity, God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. God in Christ Jesus condemned the guilt and power of sin. No matter what you do, child of God, don't allow guilt. It kills. The word of God comes to reveal to you, okay, no, no, no. The way you treated that sister is not right. You know, that's not my spirit. Because you now have the nature of Christ in you. So what do you do? Oh, my dear, please, I'm so sorry. I am so very sorry. Please forgive me. But not for you to now go and wallow in guilt. No. Acknowledge the fact that this is not like your new nature. And then be repentant and apologize. And thank God for his forgiveness and mercy. That's what you do. Simple. That's what you do. That's Christianity. That's what the Father wants you to do. And in verse 4, it says, So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. You see, that's what we are being taught today. Every righteous requirement, like I just 
explain now you hurt somebody. It's a righteous requirement. It requires for you to go and apologize. You go in the meekness of Christ because you love God and because you know you've hurt him, the one who paid for you, and you have hurt somebody who is also part of the body, or even if that person is not part of the body, you know you have not represented him correctly. You go and apologize. You see, be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. So it is, you are empowered by him. He is the one who lives this life through you. And we are free to live, not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enables us to live this Christian life. Amen? Understand that the greater one lives in you. These are, I'm encouraging us because we're going to pray so that you know your rights and privileges as a child of God. So that you know that Jesus conquered for you. So that you know that you have a right to everything that belongs to Jesus. Good health is your portion. Provision is your portion. Protection is your portion. Flourishing is your portion. If it's anything other than that, the devil is robbing you. He's telling you a lie somewhere. There's a truth that you don't know that is hiding away from you. You must rub him to his nose and get what belongs to you. That's how you live for God's glory and God gets all the glory. That's why people say, ah, praise the Lord. Oh, I thank God for this. That is what God wants to hear. Glory, that's why the Bible said in Colossians 1:27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. First John 4, 4 says, little children, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to him. You belong to who? We all belong to daddy God. If you have made Jesus a lot over your life and we belong to him, have already overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. We have already overcome. We are not going to. The only thing is that if you don't know, that's why the devil, the greatest thing he does is to fight every child of God from studying the Bible. He doesn't want you to know what Jesus did for you. He wants you to remain blind. So long as you remain blind, he's happy. He knows he's got you. He knows he's got you. Tell somebody to study the Bible. They can do every other thing, but when it comes to Bible, when it comes to studying, when it comes to meditating, they want to either they would rather want to watch movie. Because the devil knows, because that's the one that attracts the flesh. He knows that the moment they know, remember I said, Jesus said in Romans 8, John 8, that, you know, 32, and they shall know the truth. And I said, it is not the truth that sets you free, it's the truth that you know. And the only way you know is by the word of God. That's why he said, man shall, live by, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So you see, you, you belong to him and have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world of sinful mankind. Do you know how people are so afraid of the devil? When you, be, when you begin to say, in Jesus' name, I say, amen, amen. Is it blood of, blood of Jesus? Blood? That shows you that people, they are panicking when it comes to the devil, but the devil is under our feet. Remember, you know, um, I think it's a, uh, Mark chapter 16, you know, 16, 17 say that, that this sign shall follow them, them that believe. In the name of Jesus, we shall cast out devils, we shall speak in new tongues, we lay hands on the sick, they recover. That's our Lord. 
Jesus Christ came that we might have life and have it to the full till it overflows. That's why he came. If the life is not overflowing, something is wrong somewhere. There's a lie from the pit of hell that you're believing. Jesus, the Bible said in Hebrews 7.25, it says uh, he is able to save to the uttermost completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity, those who come to God through him. Have you come to God through Jesus? The Bible says he's able to save to the uttermost. What does uttermost mean? Uttermost means to the any extent. To any extent. There's no limit. Absolutely no limit. There is nothing that is beyond our father. There is nothing impossible with him. That's why, you know, but the thing is that everything works through the world. And that's why the Bible told us in John in, uh, in John chap chapter 14, 12 to 14, he said that, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. But who has believed our report? You have to believe it. And whatever you ask the Father in the name of Jesus, it's already a done deal. Remember what we are reminded this morning? that all the promises of God, they were all promises, but Jesus Christ now came and fulfilled every single one of them. So it's no longer a promise, it's a fact. And that's why the Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, if you read from verse 1920, it's telling us there that all the promises of God are in him, Christ Jesus, what? Yes, it's just like somebody giving you a an open check and sign his signature on all the pages. All you need to do is that whatever you need, you write on every check, and you go and cash it. That's what Jesus did for us. All the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God the Father. And Romans chapter 8, verse 31 said, if God be for you, you can put the other things. Who can be against you? When you understand that nothing, no one can be against you, no matter how they put pressure no matter what it is that is putting pressure, no, it has come, it will pass. Amen? Because he said in verse 37, yet in all these things we are what? More than conquerors and gain an overwhelming world, victory through who? Through him who loved us so much that he died for us. Overwhelming victory is yours. So whatever you're going to ask today, I want you to note today and be expecting the answer. Be, in other words, be expecting the visible manifestation. The moment you ask it, call it a done deal. Call it a done deal. Jesus told us before he left, he said, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. But then immediately he relegated it to us. He now said, behold, Luke 10, 19, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And he said, and nothing, what does nothing mean? And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing, absolutely nothing. When you, anything is hurting you, you are believing a lie. And that's why we must have to cast down imaginations and every high thought 
that exalts itself above what we know that Jesus did for us. We put them to the obedience of Christ. That put them to the submission of what we know that Jesus Christ accomplished for us. And God will always magnify his word above his name. The moment you stand on any truth of the word of God, because it's a done deal in Christ Jesus, the result will always be praise the Lord. The result will always be glory to God. There is nothing hard for our father to go do. He said, behold, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. In Jeremiah 32, 26, say, is there anything too hard for me? If there's anything that you're thinking is difficult, it's because you're limiting God. It's because you are the one limiting God. The word of God has been sent to us, and Jesus is the word made flesh. Let us walk in agreement with him. Stand in agreement with every word of God, and that scripture cannot be broken. The word of God will always come, trump whatever it is. But God is looking for that woman who will be in agreement. Remember, he's the father of spirit. He's searching your heart. The moment you are in agreement, it happens. Like that time I said, wow, God already did family planning for me, so I am no longer barren that very month. Because, you know, indeed, something happened in me. I began to be happy. I said, I'm no longer barren. I'm fruitful. And every day I say, thank you, Lord. My baby is here. I'm fruitful. And I was not saying it to make it happen. I was saying it because I believe. You have to be single-minded in believing the word of God. Because a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. You don't have to say, I believe, and then you're still making your own contingency plans. You have plan B, you have plan C. God is looking for that. The moment you believe, something must definitely happen. It must definitely happen because God is faithful to his promises. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow, and of the deepest parts of, the nature, of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The word of God that you're going to speak out of your mouth the word of God is the sword of the spirit. It's quick and powerful. So you speak that word by faith. It is, we, even though it's coming from your mouth, but Psalm 103 verse 20 said that the angels of God, that they heard the voice of his word. They respond in obedience. When you speak it, every single one of you here and those watching me online and those who might watch later on, you, if you're a child of God, you have your ministering spirit. You have your angels. Don't keep them idle. Speak the word of God into, into existence. And they are the ones that will bring it into existence. They, because they will respond to every word of God that is spoken by faith. So, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What are you saying? What are you saying to your situations? What are you saying to your issues? We were reminded last Sunday, no more murmuring, no more complaining, no more grumbling. 
Because God takes it personal when you murmur, grumble, and complain because he knows what he already packaged for you in Christ Jesus. I want you to rise. Rise up now and take your belt, take your position. Whatever it is, there must be something today that you will take home that you know that today I settle this. Today, this is a resolved matter. This is a resolved issue. Today, I've met it up. Answer has already come. And you go and record it in your diary. And every day, you have joyful, confident expectation of good that this is a done deal. He has answered me. I've already spoken to my father. 